What's up, guys? Welcome back. Coming to you live from Cleveland, Ohio. Your host, David Chandra. And your host, Jill Patel. Um, I hope you guys are all doing well. Thank you for tuning in today. We have a brand new guest, uh, a fellow show colleague of mine, Sally Moat Ogerinde. Sally Moat, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, everyone. My name is Sally Moat, like Jill just mentioned. And I am originally from Indianapolis, Indiana. And I graduated from Indiana University in Bloomington. And I also did my master's program at Drexel University in Philadelphia. Awesome. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on, Sally Moat. Um, big Hoosiers fan, I guess. Yes. Woo! <laughs> all, all, all Big Ten schools represented here. Uh, U of I, <laughs> Michigan State, IU. Well, thanks again for coming on. But let's kind of rewind all the way back before you start your podiatry school. Tell us a little bit about what your undergrad major was, what, you, what made you go into that uh, major, and where your interest in medicine started. Yeah, so in undergrad, I majored in neuroscience, and okay. I felt like, to be honest, um, I liked the brain. Um, I felt like it was something that incorporated a little bit of psychology, which is I was really interested in. And I also um, liked basic sciences. So it was something that I felt like was the easiest route to blend the two worlds that I was really interested in. Um, and I initially didn't really know much about podiatry, to be honest. So when I was an undergrad, my intention was not to go into podiatry. My intention was to um, do a PhD. So which hence why when I graduated with um, when I graduated undergrad, I went ahead to go do a master's program in neuroscience. Um, it wasn't really until after I had started working and I realized um, after getting my master's program and I started working, I realized that this really isn't for me, the bench work. And it just seemed like everything was really slow and it was just really mundane for me. Um, so luckily, because Drexel also has a medical program and they also have um, a master's program that enables students who kind of change their career path, to get a little bit of um, an idea of what the medical field would be like. So they have one year, two year programs. Um, so during in that program, they had a day in which they invited different um, professional schools to come and kind of introduce themselves and talk about what the program was about. And podiatry was one of them. So obviously Temple School of Medicine, <laughs> Temple Podiatry, was the one that came there and kind of introduced themselves. And I luckily was walking by that day and I realized that, oh, this might be something really interesting. To be honest, I had never really like looked into podiatry prior to that day. Um, podiatry was never something that came across my mind until that day. And just hearing how the representative was talking about podiatry, I figured, okay, I would go shadow a little bit and get to know what the field is like what is it about exactly so i was shadowing for a little bit then i started like doing part-time job um in in a podiatry clinic um and through that like i just realized that i really have interest in that and it was it was different from what i was currently doing um so i decided to apply for podiatry school and that's how i got where i am 
Nice. So did you work at this podiatry clinic out in Philadelphia or was it back in your hometown? Uh, back it was in, in Philadelphia. Okay. And that representative you said was from the Temple Podiatry School, right? Mm -hmm. Nice. So when you started to look into podiatry, what made you um, interested specifically in the field? I know you mentioned the way the rep talked about it at that uh, event, but what were some of the things that kind of stood out to you, especially you mentioning earlier that you were interested in uh, learning about the brain, the psychology aspect of things. So what kind of yeah. shifted your gear towards podiatry? Yeah. So um, with podiatry, and I have to say like the individual, the doctor that I was working with had a huge role to play in that, in that I felt as though she was able to really connect with her patients. And like I mentioned, like psychology, psychology is something that I've always been interested in. So for me, it was that social aspect, being able to interact with people. And the, when I was like working, um, I, when I was, after I had done my master's program and I was working, I felt as though I didn't get those interactions. I felt as though I didn't have people to connect with, people to help necessarily. Um, I was helping, but it would be something that in the long term, I wouldn't see till like later on or um, after years of working. Um, so while in the clinic, work shadowing a podiatrist, I realized that, okay, this is what I wanted to do because I saw immediate effects of how, um, what the doctor was doing, how it was impacting the patients. Patients would literally leave and like, oh my gosh, I love her so much. She's the only one that I trust to take care of me. Mm -hmm. I, I even had a couple patients that really only saw the podiatrist that I was working with. So that was the only physician they would see. Wow. The doctor would always tell them like, oh, you should go see a cardiologist for this or this and that. Like, no, you know, you're the only <laughs> doctor that I see. Yeah. So like just seeing that, it was just really, really amazing to hear just how big of an impact she could make. And just the fact that they would leave there and immediately feel some form of relief just based off of the little treatment that she could provide them. For sure. I think majority of us also agree to that too. I know we had a lot of guests in the past that have also mentioned the fact that that patient to physician interaction, especially in a podiatrist uh, clinic, really made a big difference in them deciding to go down the field of podiatry as opposed to anything else. Not saying that you won't get that interaction in other specialties, but it's just a little different when you're able to work in the clinic, you're able to see that patient consistently, and that patient becomes your patient or your friend almost, for that matter, for the next few years, as long as they're coming to you, you know? And like you mentioned, they wanted to only specifically go to that doctor above all else. So I'm sure that doctor made a big impact and made a big Im impact on you to make the decision into the career choice you went into. So tell us a little bit about how you ended up at Shoal. And then after that, Jill can take it over because she's your fellow Shoal colleague. And I don't want to <laughs> interrupt. I don't want to get in the way of that. So tell us how you got into Shoal and what schools you interviewed at or applied to. Um, and then we can talk about your time at Shoal. Okay. Um, so I interviewed, no, I applied to Temple, New York, and um, Shoal. Okay. Um, I didn't attend Temple's interview. I attended NYC's interview and Shoal's. And for me, the main reason why I ended up choosing show 
was because I felt like it felt like a community. As soon as I walked into Shaw, just the faculty members were so friendly and they just made you feel like you had already been a student. Mm -hmm. They made you feel as though no matter what, if you came to our school, things would be okay. Um, not that the other school, not that like New York didn't do that necessarily. I just didn't feel like as comforted as I did when I went to show, when I interviewed at show and just show also is like one of the two schools that you, one of the two or three schools that you get to like, do interprofessionalism. You get to work with other people in other fields. And I think that's so important, especially with podiatry, being that not many people know about podiatry. Yeah. So my this to me was the chance for me to be able to talk to other people about podiatry, talk to other professions about podiatry. So that way they could get as excited as I am about podiatry. And um, also the fact that it's closer to Indianapolis was also a <laughs> yeah. huge thing for me. Um, I've been living in the East Coast for a while and I was just like, I'm tired. <laughs> I want to go back <laughs> to the Midwest. Yeah. I love my friendly people and I love cheap <laughs> things. <laughs> um, like the cost of living is just way better in the Midwest. So um, that also played a huge role as well. Yeah, you can be being close to home. So I, I can't uh, I can't disagree with you on that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, a lot of the things that you mentioned, Salimo, they're pretty much spot on for some of the reasons I picked Shoal. Um, like that sense of community that I felt here, um, you know, just how friendly the faculty was and seeing that connection between students as well, um, how well they knew each other, um, even yeah. like walking down the halls during the tour, they would, you know, see someone and say, hey, how's it going? And like, it was a very family-like environment. I, I enjoyed that a lot. Um, and also for me, you know, I live an hour and 15 away from school, so it's not bad at all in terms of, you know, being close to home. So that was also similar to, as me. Um, but, you know, going a little bit into school, um, what were some challenges that you faced going from um, undergrad to podiatry school, um, if there were any, um, and if you could elaborate on that a little? Mm-hmm. Mm. What I would say is that for me, okay, I wasn't a traditional student in that when I graduated, I didn't go straight into a graduate program. I still took some time off. I still did some things in between. And I think for me, doing that really, really helped me in terms of going back into school in general, whether it's for my master's or going into podiatry school. Um, when I was done with undergrad, I was exhausted, I was tired, I was drained. I just felt like I really needed that time to do what I wanted to do for a little bit. Um, so right out of undergrad, I was teaching. Um, and I did that for about two years. And I don't know why, but for me, doing that made me realize, like, better ways to study. <laughs> like, I'm teaching students, I'm telling them to study and to do this, this and that. but it made me realize better ways to balance my time and just how to approach education in general or academics in general. So it really helped me going to a master's program. And I just knew what I should do and better ways to study. Um, but shifting from a master's program into podiatry was a little bit different because obviously that had more to do with like papers and like typing up dissertations and things like that. 
Um, so it was different in terms of how much studying am I actually doing? That was more of meeting, reading a lot of articles. And this is more me actually applying what I'm being taught in class and um, putting in work to make sure that that content makes sense. Um, so I would say there was a little bit of stud struggle with that, but then again, I still think I was able to bounce back pretty quickly, just based off of the fact that I had that time after undergrad to like rejuvenate myself and figure out what works for me and how I would like to see my future moving on. For sure. Before Jill uh, asks you a couple more questions about Shoal, I wanted to kind of talk about that aspect that you just brought up. I know a lot of people struggle with the idea of going to a master's program or not knowing what to do post undergrad. You know, I know that a lot of people struggle with that and a lot of people have a difficulty in telling themselves like, hey, it's OK to take a year off or it's OK to take two years off before you go to the career of your choice, whether that's podiatry school, whether that's MD school, DO school, whatever that may be. I know I took a year off, too. So talk to us a little bit about how doing those years at Drexel really kind of shaped you and helped to helped you become who you are once you started podiatry school at Shoal. Okay. Um, so I think in undergrad, one thing that one thing that I learned was that not everything should be taken so seriously. Um, in undergrad, especially when you're I had a lot of pre-med friends. Um, and one thing that I noticed is that everyone was just always so uptight, worried about grades and this and that, um, thinking about the future. In undergrad, we're all still really young and we're thinking that the, the smallest things that we do will be what determines our future or like the smallest mistakes that we make are what determines our future, which is not true at all. Um, I think after going the non-traditional route and going to Drexel and teaching and all these things, it made me realize to take things slow. It's okay to take things slow. It's okay to think through everything that we do um, and just enjoy the moment. If I were to be the same person I was in undergrad, I would be stressed out all the time yeah. in podiatry school. Um, if I didn't get the grade that I wanted, I would probably break down, to be quite honest. Um, but I think having that moment helped me develop um, who I am, what I wanted to do, and just realizing that things will be okay at the end of the day. And what I love so much about podiatry is the fact that we are all going into the same field. It's not a matter of us trying to compete into getting different specialties, right? We're all going to get into the same specialty. It's okay to help each other out. Don't try and like hide things from your classmates yeah. <laughs> because you think that you guys are competing. Um, yeah, so I the biggest thing for me is just that time that I had was utilized just to identify what I wanted to do in my future and just really thoroughly self-reflecting and it helped me a lot definitely well i'm glad that you were able to do that in those two years and be able to understand and really see for yourself who you are and how that kind of translated into school now because that's a huge difference and i'm sure that also helps make the transition a lot smoother too 
Yeah, um, I'm going to add a little bit of my experience into this. Um, so I, unlike you two, went straight from undergrad to um, podiatry school. And um, I think that for me, and it's interesting to see how everyone's a little bit different. I think for me, if I had taken a year off um, or maybe even two, like that would have, I think the momentum that I had in undergrad would have slowed down, at least personally for me. Um, so going straight into um, the into my first year, yes, I struggled a little bit because um, of course I came in with the same mentality as I had in undergrad. So that has had to shift a little bit. Um, but you know, going from first year to second year, now I'm, even throughout first year, things have been like shifting in terms of the way I study, the time management and things like that. So undergrad to first year, there was a change. And even now from first year to second year, I'm seeing a change. So I think I've just been evolving throughout rather than kind of evolving before I got here, which isn't a bad thing at all. So, yeah. um, you know, go, go, that goes out for people that are going straight into it. Um, you know, don't be worried. You'll figure it out along the way. It's going to be okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, speaking on like um, first and second year, um, Salomo, what would you say is the biggest difference you've noticed? Um, between first and second year? Hmm. Uh, this was tough because I think because of the pandemic that we're in, it also makes our experience so much different from what typical second years um, would be experiencing. Um, in terms of just what's happening right now, I think virtual doing classes virtually has definitely made things a little bit more difficult um because i am the type of person that likes to go up to a professor immediately and just ask questions if i have some and um and also just seeing people you know the fact that i'm not able to see my friends as much or even just my classmates sometimes it mentally it's strenuous right Mentally, you want someone to be able to communicate with sometimes, or even if you're not talking to them, just seeing people is part of that experience of um, making your education a little bit better. Um, but in terms of academics, obviously the classes are a little bit harder right now. Um, I think what I've noticed is that the classes with second year, um, during second year involves a little bit more application um then first year was with the classes that we were taking so far um compared to first year we're utilizing things that we've learned in basically all the classes from our first year and putting it into one and trying to apply it more into podiatry like we just finished taking biomechanics and that's a class that i feel as though you really had to um you really had to think about everything that's been taught, apply it into podiatry and think about your future patients versus first year. I think I was just taking classes, memorizing what was being taught and just taking the exam and then I'm forgetting them. But this time around, I don't think I, I can forget them really because these are things that directly apply to my patients and what I'll be doing in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree that that's, one of the biggest changes that I've noticed is that um, in our classes now, we're applying a lot more to things that we're gonna be seeing with our patients, um, even with like examples or 
you know, things that teacher, even anecdotes that teachers will bring up, like patients that they've seen. Um, so I agree, that's probably one of the biggest differences I've noticed as well. And elaborating on COVID, I agree with you. It is so sad not seeing our friends in the library anymore. Like the library yeah. is completely empty. I feel like sometimes there's like maybe four people total in there. And it's yeah. the best thing ever. It's so depressing not seeing people around. And, you know, like you'll see someone also like spending the whole night locked away in the library with you and it's like that moral support right the same thing as you and you know we don't get that anymore so i agree it is kind of sad um yeah, yeah. um what a, um what about something that you're looking forward to like maybe something you're looking forward to in third year hmm uh i'm looking forward to rotations as <laughs> yeah. as like it sounds scary but I think it'd be kind of cool to start um, utilizing what we've learned in class. I know that um, being that our rotations, it will be, it seems as though it will be more of like MD related things. I think that's also kind of cool to um, get to kind of learn new things because I think from what I've been hearing is that some of the things that we'll see, it'll seem as though like, oh, we weren't taught this or we don't know this very much, but I think it'll be kind of cool to start learning those things because once you start practicing, um, you will have instances where you have to utilize that. Yeah. And, and going back to something that we discussed earlier, definitely that, um, you know, physician patient interaction, like we'll be able to put that into action too, which I'm looking forward to as well. Yeah, and just based off of this year as well, since we started doing clinics, um, even though we're doing it obviously virtually, it's still kind of cool to see everything that the third years are doing. And um, I think the last time I was in clinic, one of the the physician that the attending was talking was talking about RCSP, and I was like, oh my gosh, how did she just explain that to a patient? And <laughs> You know, like things that you don't expect that you'll utilize later on, hearing how the physician was able to explain it to the patient and it didn't make sense, or even just how it applied to the deformity that the patient was um, experiencing, it was kind of, it, it was nice to see that. So being in the clinic and just finally doing things, you know, and finally talking to patients, the main reason why we came to podiatry school finally utilizing those um, skills that we were looking forward to. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think speaking as a fourth year and looking back at, you know, all the classes that I took and going through the third year rotations and now being on externships slash core rotations back here in Cleveland, it's it's a process, right? You, you go through your classes, you learn what you learn in your classes, you apply that when you step into clinic. And once you start applying that and putting everything together, it really helps you understand like where you finally come to and where you've always wanted to be. And yeah. it goes back to the aspect of you saying, you know, you finally get to use your knowledge to be able to help somebody else. And it's not just for you to like regurgitate it or spit it out on a test. It's to actually be able to make a difference in a patient's life. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying and why you even got yourself into medicine and podiatry as a whole in the yeah. beginning. Right. So that's pretty cool. And I'm glad that you're able to, carry out that dream by going to Shoal and being able to be in a situation where you're in a group and a community 
of different professions. And it was something that I was interested in prior to starting podiatry school as well. I've mentioned it to Jill multiple times and to a lot of my other friends that it was really cool that Shoal incorporates so many different professions on one campus and that podiatry doesn't get lost. Everyone knows what it is. And you also are educated about other fields as well, even though you might already know some stuff about those fields prior to starting school. But yeah. it's something that's always good. I mean, we're doing this podcasts and people have blogs and people have different ways in raising awareness for the specialty that we're in. But I think that the school in itself as Shoal is doing that right there in, in that place in North Chicago, you know, which is really great. And you and Jill and your classmates and your first years and everyone that goes there are ambassadors for podiatry. And, I, and that's great. I think that's what we really need in this field in the upcoming years as well. So thank you, Salmo, for, you know, taking us through a little bit of your journey from where you started, where you are now. And we wish you nothing but the best going forward. We're hoping that you guys get through boards, get through all the good stuff, and then you finally get into clinic and do what you want to do, you know? So thank you so much. Definitely. And this last segment, you know, we got to do this before we close it out. So we get to know you outside of school, outside of all of this, uh, you know, craziness that we call COVID, but you ready for the rapid fire question session? I sure am. All right. Well, I know you guys took anatomy. So the first two questions that I have for you are, which, what is your favorite bone in the foot? And what is your favorite muscle in the foot? Okay. Favorite bone would be the cuboid bone. I okay. just like how like small and like, per it just slips in there and just snugs right in there. Yeah. Um, and my favorite muscle would have to be Flexor digitorum longus. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel like it's involved in so many things. Or I would probably pick the fibularis longus as well because it does so much with. I think Doctor Garrett would be very happy with your. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think she got it in my mind. Like <laughs> that, how important fibularis longus is. You can always give props to her for your favorite for your favorite muscle. <laughs> So if there was no COVID right now and you had your summer vacation that you've always wanted between your first and second year, where would you like to travel or where would you have traveled? Mm, I probably would have traveled. I've been trying to go to, I don't know, this is going to sound like not like that fancy, but I've been trying to go to Nebraska for a while. Okay. Like I just love, it's still within the country, yeah. but it's still so nice. Every time I see like the scenery, <laughs> I'm like a huge like nature hiker person. So I just love the pictures anytime I see it or my friends have been before and they just like, like said nothing but great things about it. Well, it's definitely an original answer. We've never heard it on sole purpose yet. <laughs> so Nebraska is one of a kind. <laughs> most people most people are trying to escape to the warmer weather, but here you are staying, <laughs> staying in Nebraska. <laughs> so what's one thing that you enjoy about North Chicago or the area around it or even downtown Chicago? One thing that you uh, weren't able to experience out in Philadelphia or even in Indianapolis? Mm, I don't Okay. Um, I feel like I've just doing like I've done like stereotypical things in <laughs> Chicago, like the bean and you know, just everything that you can find on Google that yeah. you can see. <laughs> um and I mean they're all really fun, but I think it's the fact that like I'm getting to go with like 
the friends that I've made here that's made it really special. Sure. And um, there's also this really like small restaurant in North Chicago, Tokyo. It's like a hole in the wall type of restaurant. <laughs> it's so good. Like their food is just so good. I haven't found anything. It is any so of their food in the menu. It's like a shack. It's a shack next to a gas station. <laughs> it's the smallest like thing ever. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, those. those <laughs> Yeah, those restaurants are usually the ones that really hit the spot. So <laughs> I, <laughs> that's what I've heard from everybody. So, um, yeah, well, thanks, Salimo. Any last words that you have before we wrap up this episode? No, I just want to say thank you guys for doing this. I know, like, this is going to be so such a great opportunity for a lot of people to get to know what the field of podiatry. And just you're giving so many podiatry students an opportunity to talk and just talk about their passion and just spread the word about badgers as well as physicians as well that you guys have interviewed. So I think this is really, really cool. And this is going to be like really awesome in the future. I just know it. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate uh, people like you coming on because it, you know, you guys got to take time out of your day to be able to come and guest speak on the podcast. And, you know, it's not always easy to be a guest and have questions thrown at you nonstop. And you're just sitting there like, all right, Jill. All right, David, you can stop now, you know, type of thing. But no, I we appreciate everybody that comes on. And it's a pleasure to be able to hear your, you know, everybody's stories from, you know, from different backgrounds, from uh, whether they came straight out of uh, undergrad or went to a post-bac or did a master's or took time off and worked. I think, uh, Jill, you brought up a good idea, you know, indirectly. Maybe we have to have a discussion one day where we have a few different types of people who've come into podiatry school in different ways and kind of just compare and contrast how uh, the stories have been, how the journeys have been and how that can help even students that are up and coming in the future. Too. Definitely. And I think mm -hmm. that not one single person is going to have the same story as someone else. There's going to be at least one or two things that have to be different, you know, yeah. that yeah. How, whether you found podiatry or how you ended up coming to podiatry school. So for sure. Yeah, it's cool. Well, thank you listeners for tuning in today. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Follow us on Instagram at Soul Purpose 20.